the Team Performance Podcast with Spencer Horn and Christian Napier. Joined by Jesse Farrell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Team Performance Winning Ways for Uncertain Times podcast. I'm Christian Napier, your host, and I am joined today, as always, by the man in royal purple, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how are you? I am great, Christian, and good to be back with you again today. Well, it's great to be back with you here, Spencer. This is our second podcast today. So yeah, we're being super productive. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, uh, you know, we, we talked earlier about some, some good news in, in the world uh, of sports, but I have other news that I'm looking forward to the month of June. For me personally, this is the year or the month where we celebrate our 34th year married, my wife and I, Wow, June 20th. And so I'm thinking about what I'm going to do for, for my wife, with my wife on, on the 20th of June. So I was just thinking about that, looking at what restaurants hopefully I can go to. Nice. Well, I think that's awesome, Spencer. Um, my wife and I, in April, the beginning of April, we celebrated our 30th anniversary, our 30th wedding anniversary. And of That's course, uh, right in the middle of everything shut down. So we just got <laughs> home and uh, just had a very, very quiet evening. You'll that. make it up to her. Yep, I will. Uh, Spencer, we've got a fantastic guest today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Yes. Yeah, so we have Jesse Farrell on today. And I'm, and I'm excited to introduce Jesse because Jesse is, is someone that, that I've known and worked with for a long time. Jesse is he is no stranger to the podcast world. He has had several of them. He's actually done television shows. He's, he's invited me to be on his shows before. And, and it's, it's so awesome to have you on, on our show. And he is the um, managing partner of Just Talk Speaking and Coaching. And he's an international speaker. He is, I know him as someone that is in demand as a coach and as a presenter and a speaker. He's also a best-selling author. And he's got a great book called How, How You Leave Them Feeling. I don't think I got that right. It's, it's How You Leave Them Feeling. Isn't that right, Jesse? That's it, How You Leave Them Feeling. So I, that's just from, from memory and knowing about, <laughs> about your book. And, and he, he is sought after uh, as an advisor to Fortune 500 and uh, multi-level entrepreneur leaders, uh, sports professionals, which uh, Christian and I are always excited to talk about because that's part of the, you know, the team performance as well as business and sports. And um, people who are professional in sports and and in the corporate world really look to Jesse for uh, his coaching expertise. He spent 36 years prior to that in in corporate America in executive leadership positions, running the marketing departments for multi-billion dollar hotel casinos on the Las Vegas Strip. And today he travels the world. I get to see you in Central America and Canada and... and, uh, really speaking and coaching and, and training executives for gaming and hospitality companies. And from time to time, Jesse, you and I talk about our, our trade. You and I are yes. in very much the same business. Yes. And so I, I feel like I have a, a great respect for you and what you do. And so once in a while we sit down and we talk and we compare notes about what, what's going on. And we were actually talking, just checking in about these challenging economic times this last Monday, you know, here we are on a Friday and, and we were talking and you were talking about all the great things you're doing and the mindset uh, um, help that you're giving your clients. It was, it was so positive and uplifting and you were sharing some of your, your philosophies with me. And at the end, you were telling me this story about your mom and a voice recording that you left. 
and, and I'd love to, for you to tell that story, but it, it, it just, it struck me because I never see you as, as a person of color. I see you as my friend. You and I, last Memorial Day, we went hiking up in the mountains. I took you on the mountains and it was a difficult hike. <laughs> and you trusted me to take you up there. Scary. And uh, it was scary. You know, we, I, I just think the world of you. I don't think of you as, as anything else but, but Jesse Farrell, an incredible individual. You didn't say anything on Monday about, about the racial unrest that's going on in our country. And, and it struck me because you were just talking about all the great things that were happening and you were telling me the story about your mom. And I just, I said, click, would you tell us, come on our show and talk to people who are in the workplace about how to, how to keep that positivity and how to deal with the challenges, to be sensitive to, to those that are working with us that may be really affected by, by this racial unrest. And I just wanted to start there and, and, and see where we, where we go. Okay, I like that. I'll, uh, I'll jump in uh, both. And thank you both, Spencer and Christian, for having me on. I, I appreciate this. I don't uh, bring my past into anything in here in terms of accolades and all of that sort of stuff or, or leveling up. Um, I want to have a great conversation with the, with the two of you. I think between the three of us, it's going to be a very powerful conversation. And I, and I say we, we reserve the right to interrupt one another every now and then, as long as you don't lose your thought, because that's what makes great conversation, not just cueing and staging and cueing and staging. So I want those viewers and listeners that get a hold of this, I want them gripped. The best way from my book, How Are You Leaving Feeling, the best concept in there, I'm going to give it away right now. They say, give your best stuff away for free. Here it comes. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. The best way to leave people is wanting more. I want them from this broadcast to have them want more of Christian and more of Spencer and what else are you bringing down the line? So let's have a conversation about that. Exactly. Let's stay, let's stay on point and we'll go on and off track as needed as, as long as it supports the point. I think the real issue, the real point here is people today, because of circumstances that you've mentioned, they're having difficulties having conversations with one another. They don't know how to talk to someone that they've known for years because they don't, because they don't want to offend them. And they don't want to not mention it as if they're not concerned. And they are concerned, but they don't know how to show that concern. The Team Performance Podcast. I've had seven people. I wasn't going to track it, but I'm going to gamify it. <laughs> Anything difficult in my life, I gamify it. It's a new word. There's a thing called gamification, but I created gamify before I heard of gamification. That's a legit word. Gamify is not in the dictionary. It is, I make a game out of something. The most difficult things in my life, I make a game out of it. So I will do it. Like being audited by the IRS right now and all of this, I made a game out of it. You know why? Because it took me and my wife 88 hours. I know because that was part of the game. It took <laughs> 88 hours to properly prepare for our tax accountant to be, speak on our behalf to the IRS to be auditing us at this time of all of our lives for 2017 taxes. And I said, I'm coming in under the wire. They're going to be meeting on the 15th. We're going to close this and get this ready for our accountant in five days. In, in five days. And we spent 88 hours and five days doing it. Won the game. So I know that people have a difficult time. So I've had seven people so far that I know that I'm, some I've known for 15 years. Some I've known for 12 years, 
some I've known for 25 years, some I'm very, very close to, some I've had, some I've, I've served them on the coaching perspective, I've served their, their, uh, their children, their adult children, I've served their husbands and wives, and they mean very well, and, I, and this is very important. Now, what, what I'm about ready to share, Spencer, is even, is even stronger to the point than the story about my mother, which I will share at the right time if that makes sense too. But this one is even more powerful. Counting yesterday, I have seven people that reached out to me and they wanted to have the conversation that you're telling me that the two of you are saying, we don't really know how to have that conversation and do it what we feel it is appropriate, that it is prudent, that it is heartfelt, that, it's, that, it, that it is delivered in how we mean it and not have it to be misconstrued for something else. I've had seven people that reached out and wanted to, uh, one said, it said, and I'm not going to name names, one said, I'm standing by you and I love you. And then a red heart that came from a female. There was no context to the conversation. I, I think I know what she means, but it's out of context. Yeah. We didn't, you didn't start it with the conversation and then lead it in that. You just said that. So I said, that's very kind of you. I appreciate those sentiments. And I, and I love you to the fullest as well. And then I said, well, what's, the point of the message. See, because she she'd never said that to me in, in our entire relationship of 15 years. She didn't answer me. Two days later, I get the answer. She tells me about growing up in the South and seeing colored bathrooms and, and experiencing racism and being a beautiful white woman, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful white woman. And thinking, why is this happening? And then why is this happening to, to them? And why am I spared? And feeling guilt for that and so forth. And I know you and I feel for you and your experiences. Okay. And then a red heart. So what do you think about that? Let me, before I tell you what I think about it, this is what the conversation is about. So I'm going to toss the ball back. Let's start with you, Christian. What do you think about what I've shared with you as one of seven? That's one of seven. I'm not going to share all the details of all of them, but they're all of the same nature. That is a very interesting interaction. Um, and you mentioned the point of context, and there was no context there. And I'm curious why that was. Um, and, and I almost feel like I need to ask the other person. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's hard. Um, I honestly don't even know what to think when I hear the story. Um, okay, fair. No, that's fair. And, 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 and many other people listening to this, they're going to feel exactly the same way. That's a fair response. You would like to tell me what you think, but your mind is probably going in 42 different directions. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> All right, Spencer, give it a shot. So from my perspective, I would think that it is possible. I'm, this is all obviously conjecture on my, on my part. It, it, it is possible that the individual, and I'm projecting some of my, my biases on this, that might be just assuming that you're struggling with the situation and well said. understand that, that you must be going through something and therefore I stand by you. It's assumed that, that all people are feeling something right now and that's why he's he hit it right on the head i 
I'm not, I'm not beating my friend up for reaching out to show some care and love for me. That's not what this is about. What you two are asking me is how do we help people know how to talk about things right. they need to talk about? That's the point. That's why I'm being very vulnerable and sharing things that I typically wouldn't share. And I'm actually a very private person, if you can believe that. But I will share what I believe is going to help the masses. And I believe this is going to, so the way Spencer responded to that. So Spencer, how would you respond differently? Let's just put you in that spot. And you were, let's assume that you want, you felt these feelings of God, how was Jess? I hope he's okay. You know, he's, you know, you know, he's a person of color. So what is, you know, how would you reach out to me if you felt like, God, I want to see if Jess is okay? What would that look like? So here's what I did. I, I first of all, I have four nieces and nephews that are, that are mixed race. My, I had two African-American brothers-in-law. And I reached out to two of them. I called my nephew and I just said, hey, I just want to, I want to talk to you. How are you doing? What's going stop, on? Stop. What are you feeling? Stop right there. Stop right there. Say no more. I'm not blowing Spencer up because we have a connection. He is 100% spot on. That is what you need to do. You pick up the phone and you have a conversation. And you say, how are you? What's going on? Uh, I know you're working on a few things. I know your business is this and that. I know you're always someone looking to better yourself. What is going on with you mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially? Give me an update because you're on my mind. That's share. it. That's what I did. And then when they share it, and then when they share it, now you can start peeling back all the layers that you want because you, you, you've come at it. It's a people matter here. The Team Performance Podcast. So I'm going to go back and say it one more time and offer a second offering and that's it. No more offerings after that, because if there's more time, I would do more, but I want to show you different perspectives from these different people and so forth. Um, so this one says, uh, Hey there, brother Jess. I just wanted to say how saddened I am by the death of George Floyd and how the actions of those white officers make, make us all look bad. Our country has a lot of work to do. I appreciate having you in my life, my friend. And I hope you and Lisa are well. Mit well means well. I know he does. I responded well. I responded in kind. It's out of context. Go ahead, Spencer. So the thing that, uh, that I'm struggling with is that I, I know you, Jesse. Do you honestly believe that those police officers, from your perspective, make me look bad? Did they have anything to, that I had in any way Nothing. in my life, no. any of thing no. about my behavior had no. anything to do with those men. So to, no. to castigate an entire people or, and it, it is, I think problematic. And it is, it, I can't, if my father behaves badly, I don't have to behave that way. And so the, the sins of our parents are not on our heads. We have the ability no. to choose. And you, te you teach every day that everyone has choice. Your bad choices do not reflect badly on me. They reflect badly on you. My bad choices don't reflect badly on you. They reflect badly on me. Correct. 100% correct. So, so you got it. So, so you tell me, and I'll bring, I'll bring Christian in. You tell me, Spencer, receiving this, how do you think this leaves me feeling? Well, if I were you, I would, I, I would just be that this person is, again, uncomfortable and doesn't know what to say and just wants to reach out and, and, 
and, and let you know that he cares. I mean, I think it's a way of just saying, I care, even if it's, even if I don't agree with it. How long do you think it's been since the last time I had a conversation with this last person reaching out to me? I hope it's not been too long. I don't know. Somewhere between a year and a half and two years. Who, who also happens to be a white police officer, by the way. Sorry. You know, it's interesting. See, in both of the examples that you've given, and I, and I know that I missed out on a little bit of the conversation due to technical difficulties, but in both of those examples that you gave, um, the people that reached out, reached out with certain assumptions already kind of baked into their mind. Thank you. So, so they are making assumptions. Thank you. About how you are feeling and how you Correct. are thinking. Correct. Instead of doing what Spencer just recommended, which is just reach out and ask the question, how are you feeling? How are you? What are you up to? What's going on? Right. Can I, can I, can I tell you how I chose to ensure to not allow this to leave me feeling good? Yes. To tie back to the book. <laughs> it, what, and not intentionally tying back to the book, but yes, it does go back to the book. Yeah. Okay. What this does for me, gentlemen, I don't need either of you or anybody else to remind me of how black I am. I get it. I live it. This is, this to me reminds me of how black I am. Because that's where they're coming from. I don't need that reminder. So I don't take it negatively or poorly, and I'm not throwing, throwing these people on the bus. They mean well. But they didn't know. So how do you have the conversation? You do this. Stop practicing the golden rule. Gentlemen, help me out. What's the golden rule? Treat people how? The way you want to be treated. Exactly. I say practice the platinum rule. Treat people how they want to be treated. And they will tell you. Spencer knows exactly how to treat me because when he was curious about the same thing that they're curious about, he put it in Jesse world, not in Spencer world. We were just he talking says, about I'm, stuff. We were, we didn't even, I didn't even bring this up and you didn't bring it up. No. And I was curious. I, and I was seriously was curious. Why didn't you bring this up? And so I'm not, I, and it wasn't until the very end. I'm like, how, how are you? Well, how is this impacting you? But, but, but it came through a context, if you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. And, that, and, and it, I've had so much to endure and so much to overcome. I, too, have had been on the negative treatment of white police officers in my life. Yeah. I'm not holding that against them. I believe that that's part of my journey and that's part of my lesson. That's part of for me to learn. I'm not saying every, everyone listening to this has to follow me or follow that. I don't care. You choose for you. Like, like Spencer said earlier, freedom of choice. I choose to take it on that way. And I believe that the powers that be, whatever your belief systems are, are guiding me on my divine path for matters. I believe that I've been practicing and playing and leveling up just to deal with experiences just like that. I believe that when I stand in front of 700, almost all white police officers in Chicago of last year and give a one hour keynote on grasping the connection, I've got some overcoming to do right away when I hit that stage and I am not surprised by it, <laughs> nor am I offended, nor am I going to let it stop me from reaching those people. I would have loved to have seen that, Jesse. I'm telling you, you're going to feel me. Okay. Cause I'm putting everything I have into this and I know how to have the conversation with you. 
I know how to talk to you. I know how to engage. I know how to connect. I know how to relate in spite of all this charcoal all over my face. The Team Performance Podcast. I'm actually a mixed race person, but as a, as a person that does not look black. Right, right. Um, if, if someone in the community, there was some situation and there was some, I, nobody's reaching out to me to see how I'm feeling. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, um, and you may be feeling just as challenged or not, or just as empathetic or not, whatever your emotions could be at the same level of mine, but no one's going to reach out to you and check you, but see, cause they can't see it all over you. Like they can sit all over me. That's why when I stood in front of that crowd, that audience, I saw it as an opportunity to get those officers, every one of them, the black ones and the white ones and the brown ones and the yellow ones that were in that audience, they were predominantly white. There were 700. I'd say probably the white proportion was probably between 85 and 95% made up the audience. I believe that I was placed before them, that opportunity was given to me to be the difference maker, to let them begin to think differently about people, not just black people for them to get something from me that they have not gotten from anyone else and be blown away that it came out of my mouth. I thought that was, I believe that was responsibility. It was, it was right. It was, it was divine. It was intentional. I believe, and, and, and I would refuse to bring any fear into that. I, I was no, there was no fear because I knew I did all my homework and all my research on all that. And I'm familiar with police officers. I've served them before and so forth. I stood on the stage. Let me ask you something. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to try this uh, with Spencer Spencer. When I stood on that stage, do you think I was speaking my language or their language? Well, knowing you, I, I, I imagine you spoke their language. I did. And I didn't show them my language until I had them. Right. And then I would sprinkle stuff in. I would sprinkle culture in between standard English. So they, I, I, I was doing head fakes. I'd, I'd take them this way, and then I would take them back this way. And then I would take them this way, and then I would take them that, that way. Because I wanted them to pay attention to the message. So to help people with matters like this that they're struggling with, speak to people the way they want to be spoken to. We're not all the same. Some are more educated, some are less educated. Some are uh, interesting, some are boring. Some are flamboyant, some are mild. I mean, meet them where they're at. If you're struggling with how to do it, meet them where they're at and simply have a conversation. You know, uh, Christian, I, I want to hear from you because I know you're so eloquent about, you've been thinking a lot about this. And, but I just have, I, I want to clarify something because from my perspective, I feel truly like I have friends of all, all races and they're people. I don't see them as you know, black or, or yellow or whatever. They're just my friends. They're just people. You know, you know, they, you know, you know that they may, Spencer, have these ultimate parts of their character and persuasion, but that's not all they are. That's you right. know that I'm, you know, yes, you know that I'm black, but I'm not just black. I'm we also, talk, we talk about, we've talked about our faith and you know what, you know, my faith and, and we don't, we, you know, I don't, I don't judge you because of how you believe. You don't judge me about how I nope. believe. We're nope. just, we're just people. But some people I think actually want to create divisions by that or, or identify with, I am this and you don't understand. 
They draw lines in the sand and they put up walls and barriers. They do that on purpose to protect their own insecurities or ignorances. So think about this. What about Rwanda genocide? Tutsis versus the Hutus. That was yep. black on black violence, right? right? What about the 11 million people that died because of the Nazis and the hatred of Jews? It was, a, people talk about 6 million Jews. It was 11 million people, 6 million Jews and 5 million other people that were not Jews that died because of that, the Holocaust. What about the butcher of Uganda, Idi Amin? This is not just a racial thing, people. This is a people thing. This is people on people causing challenges. Yes, there are races involved in this, but that's when we reduce it down to a level and draw lines in the sand about black and white. It's a people matter. That's my perspective. You may think differently. So as we go back to our offices or we have, and some people, I mean, I have clients, like I said, right now, where I think some of the managers are tone deaf. I think it's just a matter what I'm hearing you say is just treat them like people and check in. Don't, don't just send a, a platitude. Don't just, don't put a social media post, pick up the phone and call your friends and check in, pick up the phone and call your employees and talk to them. Is that what and have a conversation, yeah, a meaningful conversation, a, a start with a low level basic conversation. Seek to create a volley, right? You hit it, I hit it, you hit it, I hit it, and see where it goes, see where the game goes. You may not pull it off in that session, it may take two or three before you elevate it to start to have the conversation about what's going on on the outside. Make it an inside game, not an outside game. The Team Performance Podcast. Well, to me, this has been uh, revelatory, Jesse. <laughs> That's the, and, and if we only learn one thing from this whole uh, conversation, which is that key point, which is just to reach out to people and see how they're doing without pretense, with, with, without making assumptions, um, that just seems like half the game right there. And if we can then uh, continue to build relationships of trust with each other, then we can be open. And so I really appreciate you coming on. I know your time is limited and you've got other things that you need to do. So Jesse, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing even just that piece of that piece of wisdom, I think is going to be uh, incredibly helpful to people. It's already been helpful to me. I, I appreciate, appreciate you. that Christian, you know, because most of us as human beings, we tend to overcomplicate so much. I'm asking us to simplify it. Does that resolve the conflict and the the atrocities and the wrongdoings? No, it doesn't. But it lets us all start having a conversation so that we can build something in unity that can. Let's start focusing on what we can do about what happens, not simply and only about what has happened. And, and not make assumptions about how people are feeling based on how we're feeling. Exactly. You check, so, so I call it a checkup from the neck up. See what's going on between that six inches of mass between the ears in that brain. What's going on in there? You got, that, you got that beautiful head and you also have these <laughs> nice shirts that you've got on. You know, we like to compare shirts, you know, and Jesse, yeah, he's got these Jess talk uh, French cuffs, Christian. You, you, have you got any of them on? Oh, no, I don't. I'll have that on right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's always got some great shirts. And, and you have a, a beautiful wife that, that I think is amazing. Lisa, you guys are just a wonderful example to so many people about charity and, and giving and caring. I thank you. She's extremely important, 100%. She, she is a, she's a major force in, our, in, our, in my life. And she brings a value 
where she's strong, I'm, I'm likely not. And where I'm strong may not be her thing. And where we come together, we come together in a 90, 95% flow and our differences both strengthen both of us. This is what diversity is about, in my opinion. It's not about race. It's about ideas. No. It's, about, it's about strengths. It's about how we can do more together than we can by ourselves. And that is so much uh, of what I believe diversity is all about. Well, check this out. I, 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 I'm not going to ask Spencer. I'm going to ask Christian, not to, because I'm ruling him out. I already know. I can read his mind. <laughs> I got one question for you, Christian. All right, I'm ready. There's a motive behind it, sir. Here it comes. Have I left you wanting more? Yep. And if I want to find out more, Jesse, how do I find out? Where do I go to find out more about Jesse? And Just talk. You're doing. You could do it at JessTalk.com, J-E-S-S-T-A-L-K.com. You can look at Jesse Farrell on either YouTube or Vimeo or on Facebook. You can also look at it on LinkedIn, but you'll get a mass on YouTube and JustTalk.com. But I say that because I would like to come back and i like for us to have a full, uninterrupted, uninhibited hour. We can recreate this or a new conversation when the timing is right for the two of you and your programming. I'd like to come back and I intentionally left some low-hanging fruit on purpose so that you would want to have me back. I've told you I'm practicing. Spencer called me out right away with the book thing, right? In fact, I wasn't going to show you, but hold on. You guys are recording. So since you're recording, <laughs> bam, there it is. How you leave them feeling. So hey, I want to hold it up again because the camera switched to Spencer. <laughs> oh, there it is. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So I would like to come back at another time when the timing's right for both of you and what you have going on. We can have an organic conversation or we can create a theme or whatever, but I want the people listening to this to know, use Occam's razor. Occam's razor, theologian from the 13th century said it best. The simplest, the simplest solution is typically the best. Simplify it. Have a conversation. That's what you do. That's fantastic. We will have you back on. I guarantee it. Right, All right Spencer? gentlemen. Have Absolutely. a great rest of the day. You guys take care. Thanks for having me on your program. I, I very Hold much enjoyed it. I wish we could stay longer. We got to just share a couple other things before we go. So if, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Spencer at altiumleadership.com, A L T I U M leadership.com. And uh, Christian? Uh, I'm at uh, cnapier at gp4.com. That's G P F O U R.com. Jess, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to join us today. And we look forward to reconnecting with you again soon. Outstanding. Gentlemen, stay well. See you, Jesse. All right. Bye.